0: Stone gets the puck after the drop, Petrangelo shoots, save, and a rebound, score! Chandler Stevenson finds the puck in the slot,
1: pocks the rebound, and the Knights are back in the lead, 3-2. to two.
0: Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios, and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Without
2: it, oh, and a tip puck, and a shot, they score! Michael
0: Abadio, the
2: Knights win it in overtime, 5-4 Vegas! A double overtime
1: victory for the Golden Knights.
0: This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team. Exclusive player interviews and
3: breaking
1: news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in, Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace hanging out. Buffalo Wild Wings, North Durango and the 215. I'll be here all night, VGK Insider Show, VGK Pre-Game, Intermission, and Post-Game Shows. Plenty of time for you to get down here, say hello, hang out, eat some wings, and watch the Golden Knights. Darren Millard back inside Studio 31, and Jared Justice inside the Finley Chevrolet, Fox Sports, Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... What?
0: boy, Game 4. We're looking forward to it tonight as the Golden Knights uh, have the opportunity to take a second consecutive 3-1 lead in a Stanley Cup playoff series and remain undefeated on the road, undefeated in Canada, sweep games 3 and 4 uh, like they did against the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, this series has been a whole lot more unpredictable And that's saying something, given that they lost the opener against the Jets and went to double overtime in game three of that series, which gives you the idea that uh, these wild swings of momentum inside the Edmonton Oilers series may continue. If anybody, you're sitting there in your car, you're sitting at home, you're streaming uh, all around the world, uh, VGK Worldwide, uh, on board in the Stanley Cup playoff run, if anybody is telling you, what's going to happen tonight, how it's going to go down, that person is lying because nobody has any clue what is going to happen. We have people who are leaning towards things. They hope that it plays out in a certain way. But after games one, two, and three, the alternating the victories and the blowouts within this series game to game – it is up in the air as to how things are going to play out tonight.
1: Yeah, it sure is. I, I don't think that there's any real predicting what, what's happening right now, obviously, in the Stanley Cup playoffs uh, across all the series. But, you know, for the, the Golden Knights, the Edmonton Oilers, we have seen three games. We have seen three um, lopsided efforts in, in all three of them. And to, to be completely honest with you, I'm just rooting for, in this moment, a really solid game between both Vegas and Edmonton. I want to see both teams playing well at the same time because we have yet to see that so far in the series.
0: Well, go through the the Golden Knights. This is game nine, by the way, of the Stanley Cup playoffs 2023 edition for the Vegas Golden Knights. And, and you look at their their game log as... I am want to do at, at times for teams, just to see some kind of uh, trends that, that develop. And when you go through what Vegas has done, it, it's been very uh, highly offensive in every single game. Five goals or more. Almost every night. A couple of uh, opportunities where, uh, what was it, in game five against Winnipeg, It was it was 4-2. But or four one and the next game. Like, but other than that, there's there's been huge offensive performances by either the the Golden Knights in victory or the opposition in defeat.
1: Yeah, it it really has. It's been it's been up and down. And I think you know for the Golden Knights you. You kind of see the way that their game, I I think, has progressed over the course of the series. They were great in game one, got back to it in game three. As we talked to Bruce Cassidy yesterday, after about the 5-10 minute mark uh, in game number three, the Golden Knights were really able to clamp down on the Oilers' transition opportunities, play below the goal line, force that team to defend. And I, I think if the Golden Knights can kind of continue to replicate that plan, We've seen the Oilers get frustrated so far in this series, and that's really the the aspect that you're hoping to find if you're the Golden Knights on a consistent basis.
0: Nobody knows what's going to happen tonight, but I'll open up the phone lines right now to 702-876-1340. Two games to one. Golden Knights lead the Edmonton Oilers. Give me your best guess as to what is going to go down tonight. I understand. I'm not going to criticize you for believing what you think is going to happen. I know nobody has a real bead on this series, the way teams have been able to react. But what is your best educated guess as to what is going to occur on the frozen floor of Rogers place tonight? 702-876-1340. Call us right now. The first segment will be yours. Haven't had a chance to do this uh, so far uh, this week. We can uh, dial into it. Uh, so let's go to line number one. Zach, you lead us off on the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show.
1: Yeah,
4: I think the score, I think it's going to be close. I think Edmonton's going to come out strong. I think it's going to be 5-4 to four Vegas. Um, I think 5 is the magic number for Vegas to win. And so that's what I'm going with, 5-4. to four.
0: I love it. Uh, and, and give me some some contributors, individual uh, people. We know that Aiden Hill is going to start his first Stanley Cup playoff game. Uh, Jonathan Marshall scored a couple of goals uh, last time out. Uh, the Stevenson line has been good uh, throughout the series. Zach Whitecloud was the first defenseman for Vegas to score. Give me some, uh, some individual calls.
4: Um, I think we need a few more defensive goals, defenseman goals. So I'm going to go with Theodore, and Smith has been quiet. Um, as far as the goals lately. So I think I think he's going to step it up, and I think he'll – I'll bet he has two tonight. I'm going to go with two. Love nice.
0: it. Zach, haven't had a chance to talk to you. Is this a first-time call?
4: Uh, I called once a while back. All uh, right. This, this, yeah.
0: Let's make it a habit, buddy. All right. Love the love the call. Uh, thanks. That's uh, Zach. Uh, line open now. Uh, back to uh, the phone calls. Stephanie, on line number two, you're on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
5: Hey, guys. How are you doing? We're great. good. How are you? I'm great. I'm really excited for this game. I loved what I saw. I loved the, the response in Game 3 and also the discipline. And I think that if VGK can keep that up, that they definitely have the advantage. And honestly, after Kane's run on Petrangelo and a cross-check to the face, neck, whatever you want to say it was, I think if they can stay disciplined through that, I don't think there's a lot that Edmonton can do worse than that really rile them up so um just really looking forward to the game i think it's going to be an exciting game i don't think that there's anything that's going to take the excitement out of this series so looking forward to it
0: what's your final score prediction
5: um Ooh, i think it it might be a close one this time but i'm thinking maybe (laughs) four three for vegas
0: four three Uh, there's nobody's going to take a three two or a two one nobody i uh, <laughs> love the love the call uh, thanks stephanie appreciate it uh, oh, mike on line number three mike you got beat to the punch tonight uh, i know i didn't give everybody the heads up uh, but i love the reaction getting in there in the top three pal
6: well thank you just don't ever again say uh, we have a, a call we're going to open up the phone lines we have a call from bruce in edmonton that you just about lost my lunch yesterday when you did that
0: yeah. what i thought that was pretty good Bruce been on it. That was He's good for everybody,
6: but those of us who call.
0: Well, here's the thing, Bruce. I didn't tell uh, Coach Cassie that I was going to do that the first time. Didn't tell him <laughs> that uh, that yesterday. Now it's become a thing between uh, the VGK Insider Show and, and Bruce. So it, it it may it may occur down the road, but know that that's not any type of uh, slant towards you. We're just having some fun
6: you had a lot of fun at our expense but we enjoyed it very much It wouldn't surprise me no score would surprise me tonight 6 to 1 our favor 6 to 1 their favor
7: what about four 2 three.
6: 1 what about 1 nothing I, mike there is no one nothing stop it so, <laughs> so that, that would so surprise that would you.
1: surprise you
6: <laughs> okay yes it would all right <laughs> that one would here's what i wanted to say though i have never heard in 71 years i have never heard a, an impartial announcer for a a major network. And I'm not talking about John Anderson. You guys can go into that later. But during the game, the color commentator who was doing the game for ESPN said, and I hope you heard it, he said, uh, I'd be shocked if Laurent Swat played another game in this series. And then he doubled down and he said, I'd even be shocked if he played the next series. So, you gotta, you guys at ESPN, you have gotta get your act together and learn the sport. You don't. No, talk no, 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 no. Okay,
0: I'll let, let let's just. Uh, I'll, I'll let yeah you finish, and, and then I want to just uh, give you some clarification on that.
6: Okay, because I just like I said, at ESPN, they're not really strong hockey announcers, and they should be.
0: So You're that's right. the
6: only thing, and that's
0: it. John Shannon had a great uh, comment on this uh, when he addressed it yesterday, our VHK uh, NHL insider, uh, the former executive producer of Hockey Night in Canada, and he was critical of ESPN not being up to speed with the National Hockey League as a national rights holder. I will take issue with the commentator that you referenced uh, the other night. Uh, it was Bob Ruschusen who was on the call, and Brian Boucher was yeah. was the analyst. Brian Boucher is a longtime National Hockey League goaltender. He knows the position. He is a now veteran analyst in the National Hockey League, covering games at the national level. Uh, prior to ESPN, he's with with NBC Sports Network. Uh, he is one of the better analysts in the National Hockey League, covering the games. And he knows what injuries will look like from a goaltender's point of view. Uh, I know there's some speculation there. We we all get caught up in that type of thing when we see an injury. But I do put more stock into what... A goaltender says about a fellow goaltender when it comes to an injury. We don't know what the case is with uh, Lauren Bressois. He's going to be reevaluated when uh, the team gets home from, from Edmonton. Uh, Jonathan Quick's going to back up Aiden Hill tonight. Uh, Lauren Bressois not going to play. Uh, I, I'm, I don't know the exact specifics of the injury either, Mike, uh, but given how Lauren Bressois reacted following that, I am more inclined to be with Bush on, on his status going forward. The yeah, next I, series I is different than the, 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 the fourth round, but there's, there's nothing. Uh, I don't think this was an uneducated announcer or unfamiliar announcer uh, making a mistake. This was uh, an analyst who's respected within the industry uh, giving his opinion.
1: And to Darren's point, I think that there's there's more inside knowledge, as as Darren mentioned. Brian Boucher played in the league. He he's been he's been a goaltender his entire life, and and you understand the different nuances of how things look, how things feel in those moments. So, if anything, I think it's probably a more educated guess than than one that would be uneducated in that situation. I think that there's speculation for sure, but. Uh, based on how goaltenders move differently than than just regular skaters would. Um, I, I'm going to lean on, on Brian Boucher's knowledge of the position, of, of what it meant to play in the league, and and how those things kind of tend to, to happen based on how you're moving.
0: And Mike, okay. I, I'm not, I don't want to be critical of you. I'm not, I'm not trying to be argumentative with you. I'm actually just educating you in the sense of where Boucher is coming from and and his platform and his level of expertise, uh, I understand. A player goes down, and you hear that from an announcer, and you're like, "How how can they do that? How can they say that?" Well, mm-hmm. th- that that's the reason with Brian Boucher. So, hope, hope that clears up uh, a little bit of the misconception.
6: Uh, well, I'll leave you with this: Have you guys remembered a series in any recent history where it is likely that the two starting goaltenders? will not be starting anymore for the rest of the series and then backups are going to have to carry the mail the rest of the way.
0: No, but I called uh, the at the start of the series that we would see all four goaltenders mm-hmm. and, okay and uh, be, because more because of the level of offense uh, offensive power that's available that we would see different uh, goaltenders come in either in relief or in, in starts, uh, there's just that much weaponry available that there is going to be large ebbs and flows in the series. Uh, final score from you uh, for tonight, before we go.
6: Well, final score is going to be about 5-2 to two or 5-3. to three. and I, I, Right now, I have to say it's got to be Edmonton, but I don't want it to be. So don't pin me down, but no. I don't want it to be.
0: I, I, I understand, based on the back and forth of the series, there's a trend here. That that supports that pick, and you don't. You're not cheering for Edmonton, but you're trying to look at it as realistic as possible. Mike, uh, thank Game you. Game on. Uh, back uh, to the phone lines. Uh, Frank, you're on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Keep it going, pal.
2: Hey boys, uh, we got to do it tonight. Uh, it could be trouble, but um, my predictions. If, if anyone who knows me will always tell you, always take the opposite of what I say. So, but with that, I'm going to go ahead and just give you my predictions. The Golden Knights will score the first goal. Dry Saddle is going to get the next two. McDavid's going to get the third one after we score one more, so it's going to be 3-2. to The Golden Knights are going to tie it up with about three minutes left in the game, and the Golden Knights will win 4-3 to in OT. What do you think of that?
0: Uh, I, I like it. It's there's great Hyper drama in there. Uh, give me, give me, uh, walk me through this again. So, uh, Golden Knights will score first, first time in the series that uh, they would do that. If it comes to fruition, Drysaddle uh, will score two, and then Vegas gets on the board, so it's two one. And then before McDavid scores, or no, Knights
2: score first. Drysaddle yeah. scores two. Yeah, and then uh, McDavid is going to score to make it three to one. Okay. Then the Knights will go 3-2, and then three minutes left in the game tied up 3-3, and then win in overtime 4-3, and I'm going to give you my overtime winner.
0: That's not what I need. Let's Woo. go.
2: Let's go with Jay Theodore.
0: That's a good one, too. Wow. So a Jay 4-3 VGK win with Vegas scoring the first goal uh, for the that, first time in this series. Uh, that's that, awesome, Frank. Uh, but but here's the thing. You you told everybody to take the opposite.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're betting, that's one thing. If you're just predicting, <laughs> that's another. So if you're going to go ahead and bet, I would definitely take Edmonton to score the first goal tonight. Now, do you know what the line is for um first period goals total?
0: That I don't know uh, let us I mean, see if, let's first, see if Ryan can find it here uh, quickly for first it, uh, first period goal total
2: it's normally it's normally one and a half but I can't see that happening unless they throw the juice up so if I mean if it's one and a half you probably won't be able to touch over two goals uh, maybe a minus 160 180
0: well one and a half if you're taking the under you're throwing money away on that
2: well, I tell you, you know, over the last few games, even the series before with the Kings, they're scoring three goals in the first period. I mean, it should go over one and a Absolutely. half goals, you would think, especially the way uh, Edmonton needs to light it up tonight. Because if they get behind, if, if Edmonton gets behind at all in this game, it's going to force them. The Knights are going to play their, their defense, and it could be trouble for them. But you can never, ever, ever count out uh, Drysidle and McDavid. And I'll tell you, you know, before the game even started, uh, watching the pregame, they they had those fans going absolutely bonkers uh, over there. Boy, let me tell you, that was real sad for uh, for that Edmonton team, uh, those fans, uh, to have to deal with that opening ceremonies like that, and just had to endure that, that shellacking that we gave them. And
0: ah, they I couldn't be more ball. happier attaboy uh good job uh, frank that was uh, one of the great detailed uh, calls of all time back to the phone lines uh, rita is standing by sal is on hold uh, stay with us as we bring in stephanie stephanie on the vgk insider show haven't chatted for a while
5: yeah i know long time um listener for sure haven't had a chance to call in life's been crazy but i'm i am pumped for the game i am in my Delorean. I am going back to yes. the future, and I am getting my parents to the dance. Who's coming with me? Let's go.
0: I'm right there. Uh, I'll I'll be up on stage uh, with the with the band for the for the big dance tonight. Uh, where do you where do you Absolutely. see it shaking up uh, tonight?
5: Solo. Let's yes. go. Who uh,
0: who do we got uh, Who do we got winning tonight? And what's the score?
5: Um, I, uh, the knights obviously are going to win. Um, we're going to steal another one from them. Um, I'm not too concerned about the score as much as I am concerned about the power plays. If we only have two power plays, or if, sorry, if we only give up two power plays to Edmonton, I will be a happy girl.
0: Yeah, you know, and one thing, Stephanie, it's not just the number of power plays that you surrender. It's when you give those up, and if you can get through a a first period without Giving them any type of jump or momentum uh, that helps you out a lot, which was a key uh, to game number three. Even though they scored the first goal, they weren't going on the power play. You didn't have that that mental dog chasing you around the rink uh, in in the early for uh, twenty minutes of that game.
5: Yeah, I mean Edmonton scored first, but even then, yeah. like I never never felt like we were out of it. Like, you know, scoring a goal five-on-five five and then scoring a goal, or excuse me, exceed, uh, giving up a goal on the power play are two different momentum killers or moment ways to shift momentum. I, and, and I, I,
1: I... I agree with that, Stephanie, because one of the keys for me going into game number three was to not allow the Oilers to get any any power plays within the first five to ten minutes of the game, because I feel like that's just one of those deflating moments for you. And the Golden Knights were really disciplined in those moments, and, and I feel like that allowed them to get right back to their game after surrendering that first goal.
5: Oh, yeah. I mean, if your bread and butter is scoring on the power play and that doesn't happen for you, that's a huge momentum killer. Uh, before- and think that's You know, they weren't able to – they were chasing their game. We had our game established, and they were chasing the game. It, so I'm I'm excited. I'm ready. Let's do it again.
0: So you don't want to give me a score. How many goals does the winning team put up tonight?
5: Um, you know, I, I, I like odd numbers. So I'm thinking three to two. I'm going for the under. Right. But that's just because I like being different. Well,
0: and that we haven't seen that. That would be the most unexpected thing in the entire series in a in a set that's had these wild swings. Uh, Awesome stuff, Stephanie. Uh, Make sure that we listen, uh, hear from you again uh, very soon. It's been too long. Uh, Back to the phone lines, Rita. What you feeling going into Game Four tonight?
8: Oh, you know we got this. Uh, (laughs) That's the only feeling I ever have. You got to go into it knowing you're going to do it.
0: What do you think will be the determining uh, factor?
8: We got a team. They got a couple of guys. It's a fact.
0: It is true, Uh, and and I've been on that uh, for a while. That uh, saying that Edmonton is that there's more than Drysdale and McDavid is obvious, except it's not really true, given that they don't win a lot of games without. Uh, those two producing, and you certainly saw that in dramatic fashion uh, the other night. Who's your hero? Uh, who who uh, steps up tonight uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights?
8: Oh, it's got to be Smithy. He's trying so hard. He's got to break out. Marcy did it. It's his turn.
1: I, I think you're right on the money there. I, I feel like Riley Smith has been in and around a lot, obviously kind of the play that he makes to – the misdirection for Zach Wycleod opening everything up. I'm with you in that I think Riley Smith is going to have a big game.
8: Yeah. Well, I think, you know, we don't seem to just have one guy score, So it'll be him probably popping a couple and then the others. But I do want to say I see no reason to break a pattern. I say it's going to be 5-1 Vegas. The only caveat is it may be 5-0 Vegas, because Aiden Hill really seems to like to have
0: those shutouts. You're right, and uh, he's been perfect so far. Uh, before we get to Sal, I'm, I am I want to lean on Rita here. Uh, it's 702-876-1340 if you want to get in on the open phones uh, segment. Uh, Rita, you uh, are, are one of our favorites. Uh, you really do speak uh, for the fans. Give me a, a pregame speech, For Aiden Hill. Directed straight to Aiden Hill if you could talk to him as he gets his first ever Stanley Cup
8: playoff start tonight. Someone gets in your crease you just whack them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is perfect. I
8: mean, Uh, it's the only way to go. You're the
1: uh, best, Rita.
0: That that is awesome. Uh, uh, That's Rita uh, on line number two. Uh, Let's go back to the phone lines. And I want to tell you the story. Uh, Ashley had a great conversation on the Realm Report today with Aiden Hill uh, going into his first start. And the guy is just so chill. Uh, That is outstanding stuff. Uh, Sal, give me your thoughts uh, going into game four tonight.
4: Hey, guys. um, I think... My gut tells me it can be 5-2, it can be 2-2 going into the third, and then we're going to have our master class defensive third period where we score two and we add, a, we add an empty netter with two minutes left, and we stroll to a convincing 5-2 win, undefeated in Canada on the road, and uh, Aiden Hill looks sharp and gives up a goal to the superstars, but we, but we have the better team.
0: So a little bit closer in the early, early going, the front half of the game.
4: Yeah, I mean, we always shine late, and every time we go to a different goalie all year long, they, they come up big in that, in that first game, um, depending what you would consider his first game. But he, he, he's been sharp all year, and he's won games for us, and I have all the confidence that, that the goalie's not going to be the deciding factor. Our starting five, our even strength, our discipline is going is to outclass Edmonton all day.
0: You know, you, you're on to something. I hadn't thought of this. Uh, mm-hmm. Thanks, Sal. Appreciate it. And uh, hang up and, and listen to this. Uh, when he talks about goaltenders coming up and playing and being great, mm-hmm. Logan Thompson won uh, the first game of the year. And then Aiden Hill won our role in his first uh, few starts out of the gate for the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah. Lauren Bersois came up. He didn't win his first game but was spectacular right. in that in that outing. Chicago, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In in that game, then you had Jonathan Quick coming in. He beat Montreal, yep. and Yuri Patera picked up back to back wins in his two starts. So yep. yeah, that that's a great call, Sal. When you look at the first games of the year uh, for for each goaltender, or first games for the Vegas Golden Knights uh, this year, four uh, zero and one, and the one was a spectacular performance by Lauren Brassois on the road, uh, as he was recalled. So good stuff, Sal.
1: Yeah, that's a fantastic call from Sal. And, you know, one of those things where I think you you double down on on your focus and the detail that you need to play the game, understanding that this is a big game, a big moment in the career for Aiden Hill.
0: Two to get to. Uh, Thanks for holding on. Jordan, you are on line one on the VGK Insider Show.
3: Can I just start off by saying... uh, Everybody has to love Rita, right? I mean, she is yeah. just the best caller ever. T-shirts. Uh, yeah. We
0: have to get Rita T-shirts made. <laughs> uh, I, I, I talked yesterday, winning hurts or hurts to win. Uh, that great line from Bruce Cassidy, which has to get on a T-shirt somewhere. Because what a slogan that is. Hurts to win. But there's got to be a Rita shirt uh, or, or a hoodie coming our way at some point.
3: For sure. She's not a bad follow on Twitter either. But, uh, <laughs> look, I'm going to be... Everyone's going to hate me over this, but I, I just don't see the Knights going up 3-1. I think the series is going six or seven games. And I just can't keep McDavid and Saddle off the score sheet two games in a row. I just don't see that happening. And, you know, we the Knights were very fortunate to, to have as, as little penalties as they did last game. And I just see this as a tied-up series coming back to Vegas, uh, probably like a 5-4 type score just Edmonton edging us out in, you know, in the final minutes of the third. Everybody playing great. You know, it's just being a very competitive game. We haven't had one. They've pretty much been all lopsided except for maybe the first game. But, you uh, know, I just see that this, as this series goes on and dry Saddle and McDavid playing more and more minutes, getting more and more tired now that there's no days off and travel in between. I see the Knights taking games five, game six, it going like six, six in the series, but I just, I don't know. I just think tonight Edmonton comes out punching hard, and Vegas plays well, but just not enough to keep them up.
0: You know, there's a lot of series. Jordan, thank you very much for the call. Uh, awesome stuff. I appreciate you holding on. There's a lot of series where uh, you would take calls like that, and you'd be like, okay, get on board with the, with the bandwagon. But this is a different case when you've got Drysdale, McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, uh, Evan Bouchard uh, going uh, for them, where it's it's pretty realistic when you say there's going to be an answer from the two best players in the National Hockey League who were snuffed out in, in game number three. Uh, it's it's a realistic take. It's it's not the homer take. I, I don't I don't mind uh, that that take uh, to to balance it out a little bit. And when you talk about discipline, here's the thing I will keep going back to. Discipline is great. That will drive the bus for you. But right in hand in hand with that is going to be the standard of officiating. And you, a lot of times you don't know until the first 8 to 10 minutes what that standard is. And you can get bit by it early on. But... Uh, if, if they're calling it super tight and they're going to continue to call it super tight, you can be down a couple of uh, players or power plays uh, in the first 10 minutes if those uh, referees decide to go it. So it's even more imperative to be uber conservative or mindful of it in the first 10 minutes until you decide what the guys in stripes are going to do.
1: That's a great point, Darren. I, I think you're-, you're right on the money there and that – You know, for the Golden Knights, the discipline has to be there from opening puck drop. And you've got to find out where the standard's going to be in this game. I thought the standard was a little bit more on the side of let them play in game number three. And I think for the Golden Knights in this series, the the more the refs let you play, the better off Vegas is.
0: So here's here's the best way to explain it that I can uh, relate to you. Discipline is discipline. That is... For sixty minutes, you want to be disciplined. You want to be able to turn the other cheek. You want to be able to not get involved. You don't want to uh, offset a minor penalty situation if it's going to go your way. The, the what I'm calling for in the first ten minutes is you got to be super safe. That's that's discipline with an extra. You got to be safe in, in the first ten minutes to not put yourself in that situation. I'll go back the Braden McNabb uh, penalty in game number two. That's not necessarily a penalty every night in the National Hockey League. Sure. It wasn't a cross-check, traditional cross-check, but that play was called, and they decided they were going to call everything by the book, and that fell under the book. And before you could get away from... Uh, and take a chance to evaluate what the standard was. The standard was in your face, and it was biting you. So uh, super safe. Uh, One more call to wrap things up. What a great uh, opening half hour on the VGK Insider Show. Jake, you're uh, finishing it up for us on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
7: All right, gentlemen. Glad to be with you. Thanks for taking my call. So I don't want to sound like a broken record and talk about discipline. And, Darren, I love the point you just made about the standard of officiating. I would have to think that they're going to be calling it really tight because there's been a lot of crying and whining up in, you know, the Canadian markets about the refs are in Vegas' pocket and whatever. So I think it's ultra-disciplined, like you said, err on the side of conservative, and they have to play with playoff hockey intensity. This team at times comes out like it's a regular season game, and they cannot
0: do that. Working the officials is a sub-sport in hockey. (laughs) And you do it in different channels. Uh, certainly Edmonton has taken the public uh, route uh, to that, and it happened in the first round against Los Angeles, and that's continued over. And I I don't blame them for that because their biggest weapon is the power play. They need man advantage opportunities to get it. They didn't in in game number three, and they're going to be all over uh, the referees uh, between games, during the game, before the game, and after the game, and between the periods to try and get that advantage. Uh, what's What's your call for a final score here, Jake?
7: I think if the Knights play disciplined and with intensity, I think they win. I'd like 4-2. I don't think they're going to – it could be 4-2. It could also be 7-2. I think the key is being disciplined because if they do that and they keep Drysidle from going off and McDavid can get his one, but Evander Kane will show his true colors when things don't go his way. And Dreisaitl the other night looked like a whiny little baby out there starting to throw temper tantrums when he wasn't lined up the scoreboard either. So I think both those guys could be liabilities if the Knights play intense, disciplined hockey.
0: You're a rock star. Thanks, Jake. Appreciate it. Uh, the VGK Insider Show uh, opening up the phone lines uh, at the start of every week. Couldn't do it because of the short show on Monday. And yesterday we had Bruce from Edmonton calling in, and he took up all of our time. Uh, yeah. We've never spent so much time with a caller uh, to the VGK Insider Show. So uh, reaction from you, the listener. Everybody's uh, really excited about this. Listen, uh, Leon Dreisaddle can get really emotional. Connor <laughs> McDavid can. can get emotional, but yeah. uh, Dreisaitl has uh, a shorter fuse, uh, and that's what you can do to great players when they're used to having so much success. Is They don't like it when you shut them down. They like it even less when you're in their grill and you're making them feel it uh, along the way. And then Evander Kane, uh, uh, that, that's a guy who was playing for his career, and he kept it in check. Uh, this is a different story now. He's got some term uh, to do it uh, with his contract and and his future. And that's when you talk about – and John Shannon made this point yesterday. It's not just Vegas that has to play discipline. right? Edmonton has to look hard into the mirror and remain – if it doesn't go their way – they gotta stick to the game plan. They're in a much dicier position trailing in the series going into this one. So keep an eye on both sides of, of the discipline scale.
1: Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see kind of how things shake out because as as Jake mentioned, Leon Dreisidel certainly hit his frustration boiling point in game number three now there's a couple of ways that you can go about that you can come back with a strong performance in game four or if it doesn't go for you the first 10 12 minutes 20 minutes of the game you can kind of double down on that frustration it can take you out of it so for the golden knights uh try your best to frustrate leon and as as evander kane goes um you know, he, he didn't really change much in terms of his game from Game 2 to Game 3. The only difference is it's a lot easier to, to stomach some of the the antics when you're up 5-1 as opposed to down 5-1. So um, I'm expecting more of the same out of Evander Kane, and that might be a real positive for the Golden Knights.
0: Yeah, letting off some steam is one thing. Is that what Leon Dreisaitl did? Probably. Yeah not be the first guy to do that uh, through the course of, of a hockey game. And then you come back and you're you're a lot more engaged and, and focused on the game. But when you pile on like that, it's tougher to continue to take it for uh, a long period of time. That will be one of the great advantages uh, of the Vegas Golden Knights if they can get off to a good start, score the first goal for the first time in the series, and continue to limit the the likes of Drysidel and McDavid because those guys, they will be chomping at the bit to go out there and get back into the rhythm that we saw uh, during the course of games one and two. You turn it around and you frustrate them. We'll see what uh, what occurs uh, in game number four tonight. 3-1 Vegas or 2-2 in the series going into game five? Uh, that's what we'll be looking at. Uh, we'll see what uh, develops tonight. We're going to take a break, and we'll continue live on Fox Sports Las Vegas. ...seeing a little bit of the jitters, which could also fuel a, a, a wide-open game. Is it possible... That we haven't seen the highest scoring game of the series so far, and we've had five one, five two, and six two.
1: Oh man! Well, game. I mean, game one was six to four. We're six talking, four. Sorry, we're talking ten goals on the board. Is it is it possible that we haven't seen the highest scoring game with uh, Leon Dryside, Connor McDavid, um, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who has not gotten going but was a hundred point player? in the regular season. Zach Hyman, what he's able to do. Evander Kane, if he decides to play hockey instead of running around like he's done. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know that we have seen the highest scoring game. We know what Mark Stone can do. Jonathan March is so starting to heat up. Jack Eichel was all world in game number three. I, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point in this series we get like a 7-6, 8-6 six, six, uh, type of game. So yeah, I, I think that there's obviously an opportunity for something like that to happen over the remainder of the series. He
0: had 10 goals in game number one, and then six in the last two, trading 5-1 decisions. Mm-hmm. I think there's a snowman out there somewhere. The 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 snowman is getting hotter in the desert, but, but he's lurking around here. And that's when we get into the really cool stuff when you start putting those things uh, up on the board.
1: Yeah. Um... W- what, 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 are, you're going to have to explain the snowman thing to me like I'm fine. I don't understand what you're talking about. Snowman. Ex- explain What's the a reference. What's It's an eight. Oh, got it. An eight. Okay. Yeah. Um. Just say an eight. No, it's a snowman. There's no, Wait. there's no snow down here, Darren. Like, I, come on.
0: But when you golf, you uh, what do you get? I don't snowman. golf. Snowman. I don't golf.
1: Well, that's not my fault. And and a snowman is built out of it. Golf.
0: I think there's a bigger problem.
1: But but a a snowman is built out of three circles. That's not an eight.
0: No. Uh, And 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 if you get a ten, you know what that's called?
1: No, I I I don't know.
0: It's a moose. You know why it's a moose?
1: not a not a not a clue
0: take your hands extend all your fingers and your thumbs oh, and put boy. them on your head oh dear god oh gosh right there there's an antler there's two antlers that's a moose
1: how, d- how do 3 circles stacked on top of one another equal a snowman
0: i just want you to know the more you I'm talk sorry, about this and challenge and challenge that yeah go Goofier you're going to sound because the whole world is on board they when it might comes be. to that type of thing. Uh, we got to take a break. Uh, when we continue, we'll tee up our number two of the VGK Insider Show. I don't know whether we're going to get a snowman tonight or not, but I love all the scoring and being able to high-five so much uh, during the course of a game. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Game four tonight between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Edmonton Oilers. Vegas coming off arguably its best performance of the postseason. Can they carry that through? You'll hear from Bruce Cassidy, the head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, his thoughts prior to game number four. And one-timers, news notes from around the National Hockey League, a couple of pivotal games coming your way. First series could end. We'll update you next on Fox Sports Las Vegas with the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show.